Yo, welcome back to another episode of On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional goaltender, Caden Fulcher. Caden is a current professional professional hockey goaltender in the American Hockey League with the Grand Rapids Griffins. He also spent time in the NHL with the Detroit Red Wings and the ECHL with the Toledo Walleye throughout his first three years of pro hockey. He played junior hockey in the Ontario Hockey League with the Sarnia Sting and Hamilton Bulldogs. So this is going to be a really fun episode, Caden. So welcome to the show, Caden Fulcher. Hey, thanks for having me, Jack. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So how have you been? Uh, like, things have been crazy this past season with, like, the COVID season and everything, everything like that. So, like, how how has the off season been for you so far? Uh, it's been good. It's kind of been, uh, I mean, just as crazy kind of as the season with uh, going up and down on the taxi squad and being in the AHL. But, uh I mean, it's kind of nice to see uh, restrictions kind of kind of getting lifted here and, uh, you know, just getting back in the gym, uh, trying to find a place to live here, and, you know, the uh, the daily grind. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got got to love the daily grind for sure. It's not, nothing better. Yeah, oh, yeah. summertime grind. It's, uh, it's, you know, every offseason, they kind of tell you you got to get bigger, stronger, faster. So, uh, you know, making sure you're doing the right things in the offseason. Yeah, exactly. So can you to start off, can you give our viewers like a little background information on yourself? Like when you started playing hockey, what was youth hockey growing up for you and like why you became a goaltender? Yeah, um, uh, I think I started playing hockey uh, in Canada. I started kind of late at uh, eight years old since uh, usually you start kind of skating and uh, learning to play around four or five. But uh, I picked it up late. Uh, a bunch of my friends uh, back in elementary school played hockey and uh I wanted to try and uh, I started off in the cross first. I wanted to be a goalie on the cross and my mom looked, watched one game and said, no chance. I'm putting my kid in goal and uh, in lacrosse there. And so I just said, what about hockey? And she said, all right, well, we'll give it a shot. And first time I stepped in the ice, I fell flat on my face and, and all my goalie gear at eight years old. But uh, ever since that first day, I, I absolutely loved it. I loved the gear. Uh, you know, we got the best gear on the ice for sure. But uh you know, uh, it was just one of those things where you just try it out and that's all you could ever kind of picture yourself doing the rest of your life. Exactly. You uh, got to love, got to love the gear and like the custom customization that you can have from that, from your mask to your, to your pads, even to your chest and all that, like it, the customization is unreal. And that's, that's one of the biggest things I think that draws people to goal is just how you can customize. There's like a ton of different ways that you can to, help you help yourself look look sexy out there yeah oh yeah I was uh, I played in uh minors for Lampton Junior Sting so we were black and yellow and uh, I love flurries all yellow gear so I ripped that and uh, I wore that uh, that gear my whole minor career and started off with the Reeboks with flurry and I was absolutely in love with the guy at, uh, at that age and even then uh, when I got to juniors I think uh, I got treated to Hamilton and we switched over to black and yellow and I think one of the sets I wore there was uh, all yellowed out which was uh, was pretty cool yeah always always gotta love those those colored colored pads and just like if like especially that like bright color like the yellow gold like you gotta love just you, you stand out for sure yeah yeah I don't know how happy my coaches were about it I guess they did a big study on how pucks easiest to see off yellow gear but uh, I mean you know, it's also kind of kind of a confidence factor that you're walking in, and you know, like you said, like you're looking good, you're looking you're looking spicy in there, and uh, you know, you kind of got a little bit of extra swagger to your game. Oh yeah, absolutely. So then going into this season a little bit here, 
you spent this past season in the AHL with the Grand Rapids Griffins, where you played seven games going two, two, and three. So, like, what was this season like for you personally and for the team with, like, the challenges you guys had, you guys had to face around with uh, the COVID season going on? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest challenge we faced as a team was probably just knowing, you know, there's no playoffs this year in the AHL. Like, how do we kind of stay motivated? What are we playing for here? And, uh, it was lucky that, uh, sorry, I got my dogs playing in the background here, but uh, a couple of gremlins. But, uh, no, uh, I think just trying to stay motivated. Like, I think a lot of the guys, uh, it was lucky. Hey, I was lucky that, uh, that we had a really good group. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really uh, – really hard to play for the guy next to you, you know what I mean like uh, we had a really really close-knit group in that locker room and uh, especially kind of bouncing up between taxi squad and coming back down to GR just uh, you know both teams are just such close with such great guys in the team that uh, it was easy to go up and down it was nice to go up and see all the guys up top and then come back down to all your buddies in the in the AHL there so uh, I think the way that we just played for each other was uh, was pretty incredible especially uh, this year with everything going on. Absolutely. And I think it'd be a, it'll be pretty difficult to stay motivated, especially with without playoffs being without playoffs happening. But like when you have a close team like that, like you guys play for each other and you play every single game for each guy on the team. So I think that helps stay helps you guys stay motivated the entire way. And just even though there is no playoffs, like you're still fighting for the guy next to you. Yeah, exactly. Right. There was still uh, every guy still had that hunger to win. I mean, we didn't want to go out there and, and lose any games. So uh I think just the way everybody came to practice, everybody dealt with the, uh, the COVID testing. I mean, it's, it's never fun getting a, getting a Q-tip up to the back of your brain uh, every day. But, uh, you know, uh, obviously we were pretty lucky to still kind of have work with the pandemic going on. And a lot of guys realized that uh, we could have been in a lot worse positions like uh, like some people in this world. And we kind of took it, uh, we kind of cherished it a bit more this year. And uh, especially after last season ending kind of quick with COVID, we... Uh, I think everybody was just really happy to be back at the rink and uh, around all the guys again. Yeah, for sure. So what did you have to learn throughout like the season with the changes and everything, especially like when a game could get canceled or pushed back within a few hours of the game to like a couple of days out? Yeah, I was just kind of making sure that uh, that uh, it was such a weird year. I mean, you're not staying overnight anywhere the day before a game. You're, you're hauling the you know, six hour bus, bus trips day of the game. Uh, it was a lot, uh, a lot different than a, a normal year, but uh, just making sure that uh, you're doing all the right things. I mean, uh, every day was a lot, uh, even more so important this year than it was, uh, you know, in a normal season where, you know, okay, we, we're going to have this many rest days. We're going to have no practice this day. It was, uh, you know, a lot of guys were, were taking a, a lot of long naps there towards the end of the season. I think we played, 12 games in 16 days, which uh, usually never happens, right? So it was, uh, you know, you never knew when a game could get canceled, but uh, especially having such a big roster this year with uh, a couple leagues not running or a couple teams uh, not playing in the East Coast League or the American League, um, you know, everybody had to stay ready. So it was kind of kind of good. Everybody was dialed in the whole year, which was nice. And uh, I think that part kind of helped us as well. A true minor league grind, just playing 12 games in 16 days and just going on six-hour bus trips the day the day of the game. Like, that. that's the epitome grind of minor league hockey right there. Oh, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the jungle. It is truly the jungle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then 
April 23rd, you picked up your first career AHL win, stopping 27 in a 2-1 win over Cleveland. So, like, what was it like getting back in the win column for the first time in two years, especially after coming off that injury you had the year prior? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was just a good feeling. I mean, you know, just especially with the group we had, just seeing all the guys so happy that, uh, you know, I finally got my chance to play and uh, uh, finally got back in the win column after two years and, and coming off a of hip surgery, uh, you know, it was pretty special to me. I didn't know if uh, I was ever going to be able to play hockey again. And you never know with the surgery like that, especially as a goalie, right? So um, it was it was a special moment. Uh, it would have been nice to have my parents come over from Canada, but with the with all the COVID stuff, uh, you know, it was nice that my girlfriend was there to make it out. And all the guys were just so happy. And a bunch of guys texted me from uh, Detroit after the game, you know, saying congratulations, like keep going. So uh, I think that kind of kind of really gave me some confidence and, uh, you know, it really uh, motivated me. Yeah, that's un that's unreal, especially after coming off, coming off hip surgery. That's a big surgery that you have to go through. And just with everything you have to deal with, like goaltending is – all in the hips a lot and like yeah. you're using your hips every single every single time you're on the ice for every single movement so just getting that win must have been an unreal feeling and just made made you so happy and proud of yourself especially after those two years yeah yeah I mean I think that rehab but rehab was uh, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done just even learning to walk again after after having that done and just sitting around for a week or two and uh spending a couple of weeks on crutches uh it's uh Maybe realize how lucky I'd been up until that point, uh, injury-wise for sure, and uh, gave me a lot more respect to, uh, to those guys that have gotten multiple surgeries done, cut both hips done, and still managed to play at a high level. Yeah, absolutely. So going into like the taxi squad here, like what was it like going up to the taxi squad for a few games and then come back down to to the Grand Rapids and just just going up and down throughout the season? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of movement. Uh, you know. Uh, especially, I, I remember my girlfriend. She she didn't know anything about hockey until uh, until she met me, and she was like, "You just you live out of your truck." And uh, you know, it was a year living out of my truck. It was you know, you always had a bag pack kind of in the truck, ready to go at uh, at a moment's notice when they needed you, or you're always made sure you kept the shorts out in case you're going on a road trip up top to Tampa or Florida. And it was uh, it was a lot of work to kind of make sure you're staying on top of everything for sure. But uh, you know, I was lucky to get up there. And, lucky to be around the guys and you know we got in the wind column a couple of times when I was up there and uh you know those are always great vibes up there up top and uh I like the guys a lot you know you train with them through the, through the summer and and uh you know it's just like a lot of people probably think oh you know it's the NHL and stuff like that but they're just they're regular guys just like me and you you know the hockey locker room never changes right so uh, oh, yeah. just getting up there and laughing and enjoying the good vibes up there was uh was pretty pretty unreal yeah just hanging with the boys there's there's nothing better like let's be honest here yeah exactly right you, you talk to the, the guys that retired from the game early and they say you know you missed the game but you missed the boys more and uh, I don't doubt that uh, that would be the case yeah for sure so how hard was it or was it hard at all to like just continue to practice like you're not getting any game action on the taxi squad you're just practicing like does it get hard and just taxi on your body especially just taking shots after shots like how does how did the taxi squad squad work for you this season yeah yeah especially you know as a goalie it's a lot of pucks uh maybe some drills you know you're just taking one time or just kind of being more of a target than a, than a goalie almost but 
you know, it was, it was always good just getting up there, eating those pucks, you know, it's, it's the NHL, it's a higher level. And, uh, you know, you got to push yourself every day. And if you're not kind of ready to go and practice, it's, it's going to show at that level. So, uh, it was good to get that experience. It was good to, uh, to see those shots on a daily basis, but, uh, it was definitely hard physically and mentally, you know, you're not playing games. You never know when, if you're going to get a game this year, you know, when that game's going to come. So, uh, just treating every practice going into it, like it's a game, especially for me this year, that was, uh, that was a big thing that my goalie coaches and management kind of stressed on me was, Hey, every time you go into a practice, like this is, this is a game for you, especially this season, you know, you got to keep developing and, Maybe you're not in the most ideal situations, but, uh, you know, every time I went on the ice, I was like, if I can get just 0.1% better out here today, it's, it's going to be a good day. So kind of looking at it with that mindset was, uh, was good and it helped me stay in, in game shape and game ready all year long. Yeah, that's a, that's a great mindset to have, especially when you're not playing, you're not going into game action every night, but you're just practice, 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 like, Getting that 1% better is going to help you in the, in the end game and just develop even further and further in your career as the, the longer you go. Yeah, exactly right. So I think uh, just just practice habits that, you know, I've drilled into myself and that's been drilled into me by uh, by management and my goalie coaches uh, in the past and that I have right now has really helped me this year especially. Yeah, absolutely. So going into last year a little bit here, in 2019-2020, you played two games with the Toledo Walleye in the ECHL before getting hip surgery, like you said, and being out of tons. Like, how hard was that year for you? Like, you said it was one of the hardest things you've had to deal with. So, like, what was, like, rehab like and just getting back from that injury? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I, I pulled my groin on the same side that I had hip surgery on. So, uh, they figured that I ended up pulling my groin just because uh, I had that bone growth on my hip and a torn labrum. So, they were, like, you know, all along, you know, it still wasn't really getting better. My left leg was still sore, but you know how it is like when you're a goalie, your hips get sore and you're like, ah, you know, it's just a sore hip. I'll play through it. I'll try and get back, try and get back. So that was, uh, that was tough kind of trying to fight it and get back in the lineup uh, coming off, you know, what's kind of seen as a minor injury. And then uh, obviously they pushed for me to get an MRI and, you know, it was a right, great decision. And they, they found that uh, that surgery was probably needed here. And, and, uh, you know, it was tough, especially, you know, you get the surgery done, you're not around the rink every day. Um, luckily, that was just pre-COVID because when I got my surgery, uh, my mom had to come down. You know, I couldn't I couldn't walk. I couldn't get around. Uh, you know, the first couple of days were, were pretty painful. But uh, I think the hardest part was just, you know, you never realize how much stuff you take for granted, like walking or being able to do just like a, a glute bridge and how hard it was to kind of get back and start from what felt like nothing to kind of, kind of get your body back to that of a pro athlete and get your strength back and get your balance back and and just even learn to walk the same way you did before it was uh it was really tough but uh luckily I had a really good good rehab team up in in Ann Arbor and I'd make that drive from Toledo just just an hour probably three four times a week so I wasn't at the rink much wasn't around the guys much you know just going to home games and stuff like that but uh you know mentally Mentally, it was definitely a hard year, and uh, luckily, I got to go back home after that year when it when it ended and keep up with self rehab and uh, get back on the ice with my my goalie coach in Canada. And uh, he was great with, uh, with making sure we're following requirements, like getting on the ice. And you know, the first couple couple sessions, you're doing just 15 minutes on the ice, just 
normal skating and you're dead tired after it and you're just thinking to yourself like man like how am I ever going to get back to to where I was and, and build on that but uh luckily I did and it was a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication but uh you know I probably wouldn't have it any other way it gave me a lot more appreciation for uh for uh things you kind of take for granted hey but hey you made it back to wearing to where you were before and you're you're at, uh, you're in the AHL right now so I would say that's pretty successful for a post a post hip surgery and all that and just trying to get back right back into shape as you were before yeah yeah definitely worked out to kind of worked out any better yeah for sure it's like what was that off season going into between like your surgery and this season like that was like the longest off season ever anyone's probably ever had so like what what was that like off season like, especially when you're not playing games for 10, 10, 11 months and just you're, you're just having to train and train and it gets unmotivating at some times because you're just doing it repetitively. But like what, what kept you motivated throughout that time? Like what do you do to help yourself get better from that surgery and get ready for this season? Um, it was, it was crazy. Uh, even I think two days ago, one of the guys in Detroit looked at me and said like, I don't know how you're doing this right now, folks. Like, you've been over here 14 months straight, just grinding away. And, uh, you know, sometimes it might get uh, a little bit repetitive, repetitive and a little bit, a little bit kind of like you're sitting there and you're like, ah, maybe I'll just give, you know, 95% today, but, uh, you know, just, you know, working out with guys like Glenner and, and Helmer and, and, uh, you know, management's keeping in touch with you. They're sending you a video throughout the summer. Like it's, it's so easy to stay dialed in nowadays and it's so easy to, to kind of feed off those guys that are training right there along alongside you like you're you're slugging through the same stuff together and uh you know it's you know how hockey is it's just such a such a good community you know guys feed off each other and uh i think a lot of a lot of my motivations you know just came from uh you know i want to make it to the next level i, I want to be the best and uh you know i'm lucky to have my girlfriend over here and and she's great to kind of help me out and take my mind off hockey when I'm away from the rink and, and then you get to the rink and the boys are there so it's nice that uh, you're not you're not too lonely obviously uh you know haven't been able to go back home but uh you know just feeding off those those people in my life right now that uh, are able to see me and be close to me and, and keeping up with my family is uh is really good motivation for me yeah absolutely and that, that support system's huge because not every day is a bright day in uh, in sports or in life in general. And just being have, having that support group takes away so much and just takes away so much stress from whatever you're dealing with. And just you're able to just enjoy your time with them and just relax for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's great for you mentally, right? And you know, I've got my two dogs here at the hotel with me, and you know, every day you come back from the rink, you come back from training, and you're dead tired and you're just beat up and they're just so happy to see you you know i can't help but uh, put a smile on your face and, and kind of lift you back up if you had a rough day or if you had a hard day at training so uh you know just having kind of that support group you know that family uh you know girlfriend the guys at the rink and, and at training is uh you know it makes it a lot easier for you yeah absolutely so then going into like your surgery a little back go or go back a little bit uh, like obviously that support system's huge. I'm sure you're a big support system for your teammates during that time and just being there whenever you can, especially since you were, you couldn't really do anything when, after that surgery. So like how, how important was it to be their support system throughout that time and just have them support you as well in your recovery? 
Uh, it was it was huge. I mean, even this year. I mean, you're not you're not playing until like April. You know, you're spending the whole kind of kind of year sitting there. You know, wondering, am I going to play at all? Am I just going to be a practice guy this year? What's going to happen? And uh, you know, just just the guys being there for you. You know, obviously your girlfriend being there for you through those hard times. Let's see you vent or uh, or do whatever. You know what I mean? You're just you're trying not to uh, to let it affect you too much mentally, but. Uh, you know, a great guy, a great role model for me this year was Calvin Pickard. He was in the same situation, didn't play a whole lot this year. You know, waited waited a bit to, to get his first games in up top, and I think only played two in the American League. But, uh, you know, just seeing how great of a locker room guy he was, how positive he was, and uh, I kind of took that and I said, you know, what's, what's the best way that I can help the team out right now? And, you know, even not playing, you know, I want to win. And, if the best way to help the team out is, is being the guy on the sidelines, you know, making guys laugh, picking guys up when they're down, you know, just just being there for whether it's something going on with their family or away from the rink or, or with their play and, you know, taking younger guys out to dinner, you know, stuff like that. If, you know, once you start doing that stuff and it, it's, you know, it's second nature, uh, especially we were so close in juniors, guys would do that all the time. And uh, just kind of getting back to that and, you know, saying, hey, Maybe me not, uh, maybe me not playing a whole lot this year isn't uh, isn't great for me, and you know it's hard mentally. And but uh, you know if, if I can help the team win and you know be a better guy in the room here and and always just you know when I get in there when I get in practice you know taking all maybe the shots you don't really want to take in a normal year like one timers or playing two hours of three on three after practice you know that goes a goes a long way with the guys and. Uh, you know, you're always in there competing and, and just working hard and they respect that. Yeah, exactly. And that that's a great mindset to have, especially like you just gotta do the work that you can, especially and the stuff that you don't want to do. Like it goes a long way, like you said, and just with your teammates and everything, and then just being supportive throughout everything. Like it helps bring the bring the locker room closer, your friends, family, girlfriend closer to you, and just it it all like comes full circle and like everything becomes a lot easier in terms of like being having that balance between everything yeah yeah for sure i think uh even you know with this long off season i think uh you know the past year last year uh, i kind of looked at uh, myself and my career and i said hey like you know before being a better hockey player this year i want to be a better person that's my that's my number one goal and uh you know once you start uh, thinking like that and you start 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 doing more with the community with charities with with your teammates with you know whether it's helping out their girlfriend or wives or picking a guy up at the airport or stuff like that you know it, uh, it goes a long way and, and you just being just focusing once I focus on being a better person that's when uh, you know everything kind of came together in hockey and uh, I don't think it's a coincidence yeah I, I love what you said there and just I want to go back in uh, the 2018-2019 season when you first came into the league it, yeah 2018-2019 you played in or you touch all three leagues, the NHL, the AHL, and the ECHL. So uh, take us back to that game that you had in the NHL when you had to come in for relief with, for uh, Jimmy Howard. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that weekend when I got called up was, was probably the craziest uh, craziest time of my life. I think I backed up a, a game in every league that weekend. I backed up and I think we were on the road and in Toledo and I caught a flight after the next morning after the game and flew to Rockford after I backed up uh, that game with uh, with Toledo and then I backed up the next night in Rockford and then another guy went down and I said hey we need you in Detroit so you're hopping on another flight and 
my family never flew much when I was younger. So I'm texting my mom thinking I'm going to be missing my plane, going to be late, getting there five hours early, like the classic parent move. And I'm a 20 year old kid, but, uh, it was, it was just unbelievable. Super cool to kind of experience that lifestyle for, uh, for a week there and see how much goes into being an NHL player, how, how well they take care of their bodies, all the right things that they do and, and taking that and taking that experience and, uh, you know, the guys are real good to me, obviously, and uh, getting into that game was uh, was pretty funny. I think we were down 5-1, and Jimmy ended up, uh, Jimmy Howard ended up um, hurting his groin there, and he said, hey, I got to come out here, and, uh, you know, it was, we were down 5-1, and, you know, all the trainers there and the coach looked at me with a smile and said, hey, you know, last game of the year, like, you're going in, kid, and, you know, you're never really happy if you're down 5-1, but, uh you know, just seeing everybody smiling for me, even though we're down and we're going in, it's the last game of the year. And that was, uh, that's always going to be a special moment to me, especially having my parents there, my grandma there to, to see me. And I was just thinking as soon as I stepped on that ice, like, you know, my legs are absolute wet noodles, just stepping on the ice. I was like, man, just don't fall, get into this crease here, man. That's the last thing you want to do is end up on sports center, top 10 worst plays, uh, getting into your first NHL game. But, uh, I made it to the crease and uh, I made my first save and, you know, the fans all kind of knew that I was coming in and they gave me a big cheer for it. And it was just like a rester from the blue line, but uh, you know, it's something that you'll never forget for the rest of your life. Yeah. A save that you should have 10 times out of 10 times for the most part. And just so like, what was your favorite moment from that game? And just, or was it just playing just the entire, the entire rest of the game that you had that Jimmy came out? Uh, it was it was definitely just just being in there just just you know just enjoying it. Uh, I think Jeff Skinner ended up getting his 40th goal on me, you know, making an extra mill on his next deal. It couldn't even toss me a couple dollars. He was out there shooting everything in the third period because he was at 39, just letting him rip from everywhere. And I think I let in a squeaker on him to give him the 40th. So, you know, that would probably be the funniest kind of kind of takeaway, funniest moment of the game for me was that uh, Skinner was just ripping everything trying to get get his 40th on me that's that's something I won't forget but uh just being able to have my parents here and my grandma there you know so much of what they did you know for my for minor hockey till till that moment uh for my career driving me to practice driving me to long games paying for all my equipment just for for them to be there and kind of see it see it pay off and see me kind of kind of make my dream I think uh that's that's the most special moment for me yeah, that that's awesome. So, like, did, did you feel comfortable at all throughout that game, or like, when was the point when you're like, I feel comfortable? Was it was it after that first save? Yeah, I think once you kind of get that first save, you kind of okay, this is just another hockey game. At the end of the day, it's you know maybe it's the NHL, but uh, just focusing on the next puck, especially after that first save, was uh, it's kind of when I settled in, and uh, that was uh, that was definitely kind of the settle in point. The uh, the legs kind of come back under you there after you're done, uh, done uh, that long skate to the net. But uh, that that would be the point for sure. Yeah, and just your job doesn't change. You just got to stop the puck. Like it doesn't matter what league it is. You just your job is the same. Just keep the puck out of the net. Yeah, the classic favorite minor hockey coach line. Just you know, whatever you do, you just stop the puck. And, you know, getting into that mindset, especially going into your first NHL game, that's uh, kind of the mindset you got to have. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what were your emotions after the game? Or was it just like, did you still, did you believe it after the game? Or were you just still like, everything was like surreal still? 
everything was still kind of surreal. Uh, I, you know, I can vividly remember both goals that went in on me, you know, classic goalie, both of them, you look at them, you're like, ah, I could have stopped both those shots. Like, come on, man. That was definitely probably primary emotion after the game was, ah, what was I doing on this goal? What was I doing on that goal? Like, you know, those are two saves I could have had if I'm here or here, you know, classic, classic goalie, but, uh, it was, it was still surreal to me, you know, just being able to give my dad the, the first game puck that they gave me for playing in NHL after the game. That was, uh, that's a moment I'll, I'll never forget in my life. And uh, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of surreal and all the guys are coming up to you after and saying, hey, man, like, played well in there. You didn't look at a place. And uh, that was, that was kind of nice and made it uh, all the more special. Yeah, for sure. And just, and just being like, the goalie ourselves like it's crazy how we could remember a goal and how how it went in just just like that we could like pick up pick up a play and just like probably play like pretty much the majority of the play before it enters and then like you just say I could if I did this I could have stopped it like I, I should have stopped it and everybody tells you you know especially well when you're playing it's you know one goes in and you just forget about the water off the back you know when you're playing but you know, after the game, I'm sure you could even sit here and pull a couple of junior games that I played back in the day and say, oh, you remember this goal? And I'll be able to tell you, yeah, like, this is where it went in. This is where I should have been. This is what, what I thought after it went in. You know, we're so, so memory driven and so, such students of the game goalies, you kind of have to be. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's kind of funny that, you know, I just played my first game in the NHL and all I'm thinking about after the game is, uh, you know, ah, I wish I did this or I wish I did that or I should have had this play here. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, what, what was it like learning from Jimmy Howard and Jonathan Bernier throughout your time in Detroit and just being – just learning from these guys who have been at the level for a long time and just learning from them and just seeing them in practice do what they do and just – especially in the games, too. They are both just such such great guys, especially in the room, was a big thing that I took away from both those guys. Uh, I know being up on Taxi Squad this year, especially Bernie, was – it's been such a great mentor to me, you know, training with me in the summer, you know, he's looking at you when you're in the net, he's out in the net, he's saying, hey, you know, quiet your feet down, you know, maybe you got to play with your hands more, you got to make sure that you're, you're tracking pucks first with your eyes, your head's always over everything, like, just him and Thomas Grace is here giving me those kind of pointers, you know, you know, it's an NHL goalie telling you that you're never going to forget, you know, what he said, you know, you're, you're going to constantly think about it, you know, when you're in practice and you're trying to improve and you're going to say, hey, you know, oh, this is where Bernie said, hey, my feet are moving too much. Or, hey, this is where Bernie said I got to lead with my eyes more. I got to have my hands more in front of me. You know, him taking me out for dinner, let me pick his brain about everything from, you know, his career path, you know, how to stay, how to stay in it, you know, like just, just how to handle, you know, the setbacks, you know, just learning from him, both the mental side of the game and the technical part. He's been He's been such a good role model, such a good, uh, such a good guy to learn from, especially, you know, the way he's, he's been playing, you know, in Detroit, he's been really good. And he's just been, uh, you know, usually guys like that, maybe, maybe they don't always take uh, such an interest in the younger guys and it's easy to kind of brush those guys off, but, you know, him just being such a good guy to me is, uh, is something that, uh, you know, I, I am thankful for every day, especially with my career and focusing on the points that he told me to and, you know, remembering his words, especially, you know, when he takes you out for dinner and you're just sitting there kind of shooting the stuff about the game and 
and uh, and just learning from it and picking up uh, technical skills, mental skills. It's uh, he's just such a such a good role model for for younger goalies. Yeah, that that's awesome that you had Bernie and Grice this year and just their top top tier goalies in the NHL right now and just learning from them. Like you could learn so much from just watching them and then like you said, from them as well and just how how they handle everything just because it's not easy being a goalie or being a pro athlete. So like just being able to like handle the different situations, scenarios that come their way, you could learn a lot from that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, they always treated you, you know, the same as any other teammate, no different because uh, you're a 22-year-old goalie who's played two years in the East Coast League, you know, they, they treat you the same just as they would, you know, Dylan Larkin or or anybody like that. So just them being great guys and helping me out that way was, uh, you know, I was they were real good to me and, uh, you know, I'm thankful for it. And uh, I think they're both great guys. And uh, I'd say they're, uh, you know, just taking me out for dinner, doing stuff like that. You know, they're they're uh, they're guys to kind of model uh, model yourself after as a person and a goalie. Yeah, that's unreal. So your first first year pro, you play in the ECHL, AHL, and the NHL. It's like, what was the differences that you noticed from going from each level, from the coast to the AHL, and then the AHL to the NHL? Um, I think uh, a little bit, a little bit in the speed. I think the speed of the passing in the NHL is is a lot quicker than both in the AHL and the uh, especially the East Coast League, right? But uh, you know. There's, there's a lot of good players that uh, I don't think the East Coast League really gets the recognition it deserves. You know, it's hard to put up good numbers down there. You know, you're only running nine forwards in a game. Guys are getting tired. It's a lot easier to make mistakes. But, uh, you know, the difference in, in the shot levels, maybe you don't have any Alex Ovechkins in the East Coast League. But, uh, you know, just consistently across the board, like everybody can shoot nowadays. Everybody can skate nowadays. So uh, I think kind of just the speed at, uh, at which the play kind of, kind of happens is a lot as you go up the levels it, it gets a lot faster both at the AHL and then obviously at the NHL it gets faster from the AHL but uh you know the East Coast League is a little bit more scrambly there's a lot more broken plays there's a lot more net front garbage there's a lot more pucks that you're seeing through your own D-man screen and as you go up the the D-man are able to help you out a bit more and, and make it easier on you but uh then the shots get a little bit more accurate where if you're out of place you know you're not going to make that safe. Yeah. So like, what did you notice throughout like going up the levels at like, especially with like screens and like net front presence, like everyone gets bigger and stronger in front. You're getting pushed around a lot more from like when you go from the OHL to the coast to the pro and like you're dealing with bigger bodies, like stronger guys getting, getting tossed a little more. It's so like, how did you deal with the net front presence and just, just getting those sight lines, especially during a screen as well? Yeah, yeah, screenplay was something that I worked on a, a lot, especially this past year. Um, I think the guys in the NHL are so good at taking goalies' eyes away and and, uh, and tipping pucks. You know, it's uh, it's a lot better than both the AHL and obviously the East Coast League. But uh, you know, the guys are bigger and stronger in the NHL. Just making sure you're putting on more weight in the in the gym. And uh, you know, for me, a big guy, I like looking over guys a lot more unless he. He kind of face up against a mutant that's net front that's six six, and I'm looking up at him, and he's 260 pounds, and that is kind of going to be tough for anybody to kind of see over that guy unless you're Pecorino. So, so just playing taller, I think, in screens and and taking away, you know, short side and and making sure I'm finding sight lines and 
Jonathan Bernier said, hey, if you you always have your eyes on the pot, whether you're deep in your net, you know, whether you're two feet outside your crease, you're going to have a pretty good chance to make that save in the NHL. So, you know, just thinking back on Bernie's ways and, and watching how he plays screens and, you know, you know, recognizing the size difference that, hey, I got a couple inches on him, I can play it this way, or I like how he's playing the screen on the penalty kill versus five on five or, you know, taking a lot away from his game and just watching him both when I was up on taxi squad, watching the games and, and in practice was, uh, he's always working. He's always fighting to find the puck, no matter how hard it is, no matter how many bodies uh, he has in front of him. And, and that was uh, definitely a big thing. I had to change in my game. Yeah, for sure. You, you definitely have a good chance to make a save when you can see the puck all the way through and just even through screens, like if you see it, you have a pretty good chance of stopping it. Yeah, you can always, you know, worst case, you kind of make some kind of athletic save where you get something in the way of it. Or, you know, it's, it's crazy how little guys like Jonathan Bernie move when you watch them in practice and just how effectively they fill the net. And uh, that was another thing that I worked on uh, a lot this year. Yeah, for sure. So I want to go on to your junior career a little bit here before we wrap things up. So you played in the OHL in the Ontario Hockey League, starting off with the Sarnia Sting, where you played in three games before getting moved to the Hamilton Bulldogs, where you played 14 games that season. Then the next year you played 44, and then you played 55 games before heading to an OHL championship run where you won the championship in the 2017-2018 season. So, like, what were your years of junior hockey like and working your way to an OHL championship after a long process of finding where you belong? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing I like most about juniors was, you know, it gets you so ready for a pro schedule. You're playing 60 games in, in a season, and I was lucky enough to have two really good organizations in, in Sarnia and Hamilton. And, uh, you know, just the way they treated their players, um, you know, especially after going to Hamilton, you know, getting a little bit more fan support you know now your city living uh it was definitely an adjustment uh you know after playing three games i didn't think i'd get treated i didn't think anybody knew my name or or just uh you know i was just out there playing hockey i didn't really really think that uh you know the nhl was going to be a thing you know you always want to make it there but uh i was just out playing hockey in sarnia and you know i got moved to hamilton and then uh you know they're such a good organization they they ramped everything up from uh you know, my development path to, to give me all those games. And, uh, you know, it really helped me. And especially going into that last year, we had such a tight knit group, you know, those, those guys will be my buddies for, for the rest of my life. And you know how it is when you get a bunch of junior guys in a locker room, you're all the same age and you're all, you know, just dumb and young and having a good time. And, you know, we wanted to keep that season going for as long as we could. And, you know, especially the first, week of training camp you know we'd all be going out and having a couple of drinks and we'd look at each other and say hey like we're going to win this thing this year like this is this is going to be our year like we're going to do everything we can to win this and keep this going for as long as we can and, uh, you know just the way we fed off each other was uh was unbelievable you know we had such a good team such a deep team and, and every guy was was on the same page which uh, is really hard to find and you know we ended up winning it and uh that along with my my first NHL game was uh, would be you know the best best experiences in uh, in my hockey career. Yeah, absolutely. So you, and you made a big a huge impact in Hamilton with the Bulldogs. So like, what was your experience like in Hamilton? Just being the guy since your first full season with the Bulldogs, where you played in forty four games, 
after playing 14 the year before and then taking the net for 55 games plus 21 playoff games the next year. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. It was that last year was uh, was a lot of hockey. You know, it was really important to kind of kind of manage the body. And I remember opening the Memorial Cup and uh, my my trainer down there, the athletic trainer, was just feeding me Advil. You know, the hips are sore, the body's sore, but you're just doing everything you can to to find a way to keep playing, uh, find a way to keep going for for the guys in front of you. I know a lot of guys are banged up. Uh, when we were out in the Memorial Cup there, everybody was fighting through injuries, but uh, nobody wanted to be out of the lineup on that stage. And and we all just had a lot of fun with it out there. And, you know, we didn't get the job done at the at Mem Cup, but, uh, uh, you know, all the way through playoffs, you know, we, we fed off each other. We, we had guys playing through some bad injuries. We had guys playing through shoulder tears and banged up knees and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just the respect all the guys had for one another was uh, for going out there and battling with your brothers. And, you know, it's I don't think you'll ever find a, a locker room like a like a hockey locker room. Yeah, absolutely. So then on May 13th, 2018 is the day you guys won the champion, championship versus Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Like, what was that game like? And then, like, as the clock ticked down to zero, like, and the party getting, getting started after winning that championship, like, what was that like? It was crazy. It was, uh, you know, I think, uh, I can't remember exactly. I think we scored kind of halfway through the third, late in the third to take the lead. And I think we got an empty netter and then they got one back and we ended up holding off by one, one goal, maybe two goals. But, uh, you know, just being able to throw, throw your gloves up in the air, you know, it was a complete yard sale. The guys were just so happy. Everybody had their family's day ended up being on mother's day. It was, uh, it was just so special for us. Uh, I think we closed out every playoff series at home. So, you know, we were right there at home, you know, went out with, you know, management and, and everything after and had a nice meal and they picked all that up for us. And, you know, it was just so good. Everybody was just so happy to, to win it and to, to accomplish that and to, to do it for the fans. Like we had sold out arena every game that especially that last round it was uh it was absolutely crazy it was pandemonium after we won and just being able to skate around with the with the cup after winning that's a it's a pretty good motivator to to do that in, in every league that you touch and and a hell of an after party i would imagine just being the, the craziness that goes with after winning a championship like that that also like makes it a ton of fun just being with the boys and making some more memories yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think me and my goal partner, you know, ended up going out for sushi the next morning when we rolled out of bed at 2 p.m. and we still wore the same clothes that we had out the night before, and we had stains all over our clothes. We looked like we just slept in a gutter the night before, and you know, just you're still just riding that high the next morning and the next couple of days, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun that after party. I'm sure. Uh, a lot of guys on that team probably wish they remembered more that night, but uh, uh, it was uh, it was good. It was it was a really fun night. That's what that's what it's all about, and just everything that happens, just it's it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Just being able to be there with the guys, and you know, you feed off each other, you know, in the rink, and you know, you definitely feed off each other just as much away from the rink. So we we had a lot of fun with that. We had a lot of fun, you know, the whole year and. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a crazy, crazy couple of days after we won. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, and I have a few more questions for you before we wrap things up. So, uh, 
Do you have any tips for younger goalies looking to get to the next level? Um, I just think that, uh, you know, taking that attitude, if I just get 0.1% better out of this skate, you know, every day, you know, I'm trying to get at least 0.1% better with, with my game, whether it's in the gym, whether it's with hand-eye training, you know, my dad always told me it doesn't matter what you do. It does, to me, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're shoveling manure, whether you're working the trades, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a hockey player, as long as you're the hardest working guy at what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I took those words to heart and that's kind of the way I live my life by. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely don't think I'm the most talented goaltender by far, but uh, everywhere that uh, I've gone so far in my career has been uh, been through hard work and uh, it's not done yet. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great tip. That's that's unreal. So my next question for you is what's been your favorite place you visited on the road during your pro hockey career so far? Um. I think down in Pittsburgh, I think when I was up uh, that week with Detroit and I backed up in Pittsburgh, that was, uh, that was a crazy game. They needed to win the game uh, to make the playoffs, to clinch a playoff spot. And, you know, they brought back Malkin and Latang and rushed them back from injury for that game against us. And I think Phil Kessel scored on the power play and gave the fans like a free hot dog or free fries or a free hamburger. And the fans were chanting, thank you, Phil. And he's laughing on the bench. I mean, it's never funny to kind of see a goal scored against you, but if there was ever a time for it to be funny, that, that kind of would have been it. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a pretty electric, uh, arena. The fans are great. And it was, uh, it's a pretty cool rink downtown Pittsburgh's pretty, pretty nice place. And, uh, I really like being on the road there. Yeah, absolutely. So Caden, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. I look forward to following your career the rest of the way and hope I get to see you play live in person next year sometime next season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't be uh, don't be a stranger. And if you're ever coming down to Grand Rapids for a road trip, let me know and I'll get you some tickets for you and whether it's your girlfriend or your family or whoever you're bringing down, just, just let me know and uh, keep in touch. Thanks for having me out. This was uh, this is great. A lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much.